Hey, welcome to Mindful Mostly. I'm Andrea Collins, and like you, I'm pretty into mindful living. I mean, mostly. I strive to live my healthiest, most mindfully motivated life, but I am not perfect at it, and I think that you're the same. That's why we're here. This podcast is for you. You want to live your best life, but you are not willing to sacrifice some of the stuff you enjoy most. You want to light a fire under your ass, be part of a community of real funny women, grow, get inspired, and do it all in a real judgment-free kind of way. This is the place. Some exciting news today. This is the 30th episode. Wow. That means almost 30 weeks of us getting to know each other. Now, if you're like me, some of those weeks you probably thought you had it all figured out. Maybe you took a couple episodes off of the show. Uh, You got busy, you were in control. And then boom, the wind was taken out of your sails by something, a life event, hormones, retrograde, a bad haircut. That's why this show is always here for you. Every single Monday, and sometimes on Fridays, helping you grow in those moments when you need it or you don't. Hey, if you haven't joined the community on Instagram yet, please do. It's at Mindful Mostly. Also, I have a goal of 100 reviews for the month of May on iTunes. So please rate and subscribe. It makes a world of difference for the show. On today's episode, we've got Nikki Sharp, and she is going to be talking all about mindful meal prep and the skinny to success. She is an internationally known wellness expert, certified health coach, best-selling author, and creator of the number one app, The Five Day Detox. She is just killing it. She's got The Five Day Real Food uh, Detox. That book did so well. It was a bestseller on Amazon. She's got The Five Day Detox app and so much. And now her upcoming book, Meal Prep Your Way to Weight Loss, she shares her secrets and shortcuts for creating a week's worth of healthy plant-based foods designed to help you not only lose weight, but eat clean and save time and moolah. She's going to tell us today about why prep is the key to weight loss, how you can mindfully prep and actually meditate while you're prepping your food, her aha moment when it came to eating well, and why you should consume intuitively. So good, right? Just makes you want to go prep some sweet potatoes. But first, it is time for the soul nugget. I got three delicious nuggets for you this week. One, let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Mm. This one is kind of a throwback to the past two episodes all about sisterhood and growing your girl gang with Lori Harder. Be the woman who fixes another woman's crown without telling the world that it was crooked in the first place. And lastly, you are not how other people see you. Mm. Sharp is on the line. I am so excited that you're here. Congratulations on the new book, by the way. 
Thank you. I'm so excited. Meal prep, your way to weight loss. This is great. Um, you have, I'm not going to lie, a banging bod. I, <laughs> I want to look Thank like you. you in yoga pants. <laughs> So. It's taken it's taken a lot of work, a lot of ups and downs, getting over some some demons that I, I believe that we all face, food challenges, being fearful of food. And and actually that's why I'm so excited about this book as well, is just because everything that I've learned about eating and emotional eating and how to combat that, because truly let's face it, we all, mm-hmm. especially as women, we all go through some form of emotional eating, whether it's we reach for, you know, the bottle of wine or the candy jar. Definitely. And, um, you know, everything I write about and, and, and that I promote in general is to help other people because I've kind of been there, done that. And, and I'm living a pretty, pretty amazing life now. I, I do feel like when we're organized and prepping our food, it's just easier to reach for the healthy stuff. It, it is. I, I had this really kind of stupid aha moment, and I call it stupid because most people would truly say that, where I came home one day a few years ago, and this was like the beginning of my meal prep journey, and I I was starving when I got home, and I had a bunch of things the night before that I had kind of chopped and prepared, and I had some hard-boiled eggs and some shredded chicken and and just various veggies, and I came home, and I, I made a salad, and as I was eating it, I had this aha moment, which was, if I have healthy food that's prepped, ready to go, I feel good and I make good decisions. If I don't, I don't eat healthy and I make bad decisions. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it was like, duh, but it was just, it was that catalyst moment that made me realize when you have something like Brussels sprouts and broccoli that haven't been cooked in your fridge, there's no way you're going to, when you're hungry, going to, you know, sit down, take the time to make them. Whereas if you're starving and they're already pre-made and they taste delicious, you automatically will reach for them and then you make better choices throughout the day. A hundred percent. It's like a while ago I was like, oh, as long as I do exercise for 30 minutes every day, then I'm going to be okay. That's what I just, (laughs) and then I just, I was like, that's so simple, you know, like just start the timer and go. And it's true. It's sometimes it's, Sometimes it's the simplest things that are the hardest to accommodate, though. Um, yep. I, I know that I, I try, I always take my lunch and snacks to work. And um, now my partner, who has switched jobs, used to get his lunch and snacks provided by his work. But now he's also taking our leftovers. So it's completely changed things because <laughs> he's eating all of my food for work. Oh, no. <laughs> so I got to start getting into the prep game more. What are your what are your secrets to prepping and like when do you do it? So I I personally love to prep on a Sunday afternoon. I I take like two hours around three o'clock, four o'clock, just depending on you know the the day, the weather outside. But it just it's become a habit where I go shopping either Saturday or Sunday morning. I start prepping and I lay everything out and what I've written, I I know now all the meals that I make of like what you need to start cooking when and like when to put the vegetables into the oven, but I've laid it all out in the book so that it it literally walks you step by step saying, okay, like step one, prep your quinoa, step two, do this. And so I'll do that and get everything ready to go that within two hours, I have honestly an entire week of food ready to go in my fridge. And I, I personally like to mix and match. So there's some meals that I will prep so that I can just grab and go like overnight oats or smoothies or chia seed pudding, or sometimes like a stir fry. 
that you just need to reheat. And then there's other things that I'll prep like salad ingredients that I, I chop the vegetables or, you know, I'll make hard boiled eggs and I can just mix those into a bowl when I get home at night. So I think that it's, it's very important to keep things fresh and interesting. So each week on this plan, on the four week plan in my book, you do change the recipes out because I know boredom is a, a huge thing that people get, you know, they just get so tired of eating the same meal. And, um, I love to also switch out different herbs and spices and it really just, it becomes very simple in, in the fact that once you find something that you like to do, it, it's easy to do it and just make simple modifications and it changes the whole meal so that you never get bored. And I guess once you get the timing down, like you were saying, to you throw this in the oven while you're boiling this and you're chopping this, mm -hmm. you can have it done in that time window. Your, totally. um, your Tupperware game must be strong. <laughs> it's, it is pretty strong right now. I will say the only thing about Tupperware that is a pain in the butt is all the lids yeah. and all of the, the containers just go everywhere and you do kind of search for them. I would love to create my own Tupperware set one day oh where it's God. like Such a good they're, idea. they're like magnetic or something of that nature. Yes. But it is, you know, I think it is important just to have those and especially when you have them ready to go. So I'll put all of my containers out on on my countertop while I'm prepping so that it just when something's done, I can put it straight into the container and then it goes into the fridge. And so there's like I have pre-portioned containers, which I use for, so they're just smaller ones. And I use those for salad dressings. I use those for hummus, which I'll pre-portion throughout the week. I do little snacks in Ziploc baggies that I'll reuse each week. And it meal prep, I think the the biggest comment that I get is people say, oh, it's so hard and it takes so much time. And I always try to say, you can make meal prep as simple as you want or as hard as you want. And when I say simple, if all you do is make a batch of hummus and you put it into some containers and chop up some veggies and put them in baggies for a snack, you have become a meal prep master in that <laughs> sense because you have taken something, prepped it for the week to grab and go to make it more simple. If you leave an apple in your fridge next to you know a handful of nuts in a bag, grab and go, you have set yourself up for success when you're hungry. And so it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be overwhelming. And I always say, start small, do, you know, one meal that, you know, throughout the week, like smoothies, for example, make smoothies in, in a Ziploc bag. So the night before you, you put everything in the, the Ziploc bag. And then the next morning you dump it into the blender. You don't have to cut anything that morning. It is truly super simple. And it's the whole point of meal prepping is just making it more simple for you the next day so that you make better decisions. Yeah, good call. I always wonder how long, how far in advance can I make my green smoothies? Because I have one each morning and I usually do two really big ones and then a medium sized one. And that lasts me for three or two and a half days. Yep, that's perfect. So the, the tip that I would give for smoothies is, or for any sort of like juice smoothie is fill it to the very top, especially in like a mason jar, fill it to the top and then put the cap on because you, once you cut everything and you blend it, it starts to oxidize. But if you fill it to the top and put the cap, it reduces that oxida oxidation process 
And so the smoothie will last longer and the nutrients last longer. So just you, it can last actually all week as long as you put it to the top. Some people talk about freezing them. I, I don't know. Yeah, if I yeah, feel... yeah, you can freeze them as well. Yeah, okay, cool. A really strange trick that you can do, and this sounds super weird, is if you know that you're go- you're traveling somewhere and you're going to a place that you know probably will not have a, a a smoothie around or a juice or you know of that nature you can actually put a smoothie and you know and i would just say like wrap it but you can put a, a frozen smoothie or a frozen juice in your suitcase and check it and then it it defrosts so when you get there you actually can drink it and it, it lasts because of the the cool air oh my god that's so hardcore <laughs> right <laughs> i feel like i could like bring a green smoothie to like zimbabwe right you totally can <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea though i mean again it's it's all about being prepared and having those high value snacks too it sounds like like you yep. said an, an apple and nuts and hummus and hard boiled eggs so you really want those those um, foods that are going to sustain you as well. So you need to not be carrying a giant backpack of food around with you. Yeah. And it's, you know, I always say to count colors because when you do that, you naturally start to have less cravings. You have more energy. And whenever someone is coming to me as a client and they say, I want to lose weight or I want to have more energy, I want better skin. I actually never look at their diet and say, okay, let's remove this. I always say the starting point is for each meal, add in three colors, three different colors, and you will automatically start to see that you feel more nourished, fulfilled, your skin gets better, your hair gets better, nails, energy, your cravings get less, you do start to lose weight. And so with snacks, it goes the same way. If you're eating something that is prepackaged, you know, in a container, especially if it has the words vitamin enriched or fortified or healthy, natural, anything that has that sort of marketing on it means that it is not actually good for you. So I always just say count colors and you automatically will start to see the results you want. Wow. That's good advice. It's really good advice. Now, how do you eat? Um, Like what's your diet? Uh, Are you a vegetarian? Are you vegan? Are you everything? Just are you whole foods? (laughs) I actually love this question because we're in a a day and age at the moment where everyone wants to label each other. And I I say, you know, I think labeling is a terrible way to go. I think that you should eat intuitively and this changes for everyone. So I call myself a vegan who cheats. Mm. And for me, that means that I eat vegan most of the time or plant-based because I just feel the best. It, It has nothing to, yes, I love animals. If I do eat animal products, they have to be humanely raised. They have to be organic. They have to come from a local farm. I I just refuse to eat something that is not because I know that it's filled with hormones and antibiotics. And I'm not willing to have something that hasn't been treated properly. And also, I don't want to put that in my body. I mean, that it's going into the place that in America, in general, when we know there are food quality is not quite as good, I tend to remain vegan. I feel the best. My skin looks the best. My body, like I don't ever count calories. I don't ever worry about what I eat. And I have probably the best body I've ever had in my life just from doing this. When I travel, I think it's really important to eat locally. And I always say, eat things that are made with love. So if you're going to France and you're, you know, at a vineyard where they've been making their own wine and they have their own cheese eat the damn cheese and drink the wine. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like 
people get so uptight, which what they don't realize is the stress that comes from what you're eating or not eating is actually worse for you than if you just eat the thing that you want. For sure. Yeah. And that's what mindful mostly is all about. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like you got to choose your moments. Like if it's really good and an awesome opportunity of cheese in France, you can't miss that. Totally. (laughs) It's like a life experience. Absolutely. Um, Now, meal prep, it sounds like you've got it down pat, but sometimes for a lot of us, it can seem like a really big pain in the ass. You (laughs) say that you can turn it into meditation. So mindful Mm -hmm. meal prep. How do we focus on this and start to enjoy it? I love that you bring that up. One thing that I do, and this is routinely every Sunday, I put music on, I put my favorite music on, and I start to enjoy the moment. And so while I'm cooking, I allow my mind to focus on the food and what I'm doing rather than, oh, I should have done this yesterday or I have this coming up tomorrow. And by focusing on, you know, what I'm chopping, what I'm doing, it, it, it is a form of meditation. You literally are taking your mind off of all the, the busy monkey mind and putting it onto something else. Um, there are days, and again, I love, you know, mindful mostly, there are days where if I'm meal prepping a little bit later in the evening at like six o'clock, I will put on jazz music and I will have a glass of wine mm. while I'm cooking and, and prepping. And I have zero guilt about it because I'm turning it into something that I enjoy and I love. I will call a friend when I'm doing it. Um, There's so many different ways. It's just how to take yourself in that moment and put attach almost like a reward to it that makes you enjoy it. So for example, exercising, I I changed the way that I looked at exercise, which used to be a punishment for eating too many calories or whatnot. And I changed it to say, if I am eating good food, I get to go exercise today. If I ate bad, I do not get to exercise today. And you automatically start to eat better because when you eat better, you feel better. And when you feel better, you like to move your body. And so I looked at meal prep the same way, which was what can I do today, such as putting music on that I love to sing along to while I'm meal prepping to make it a more enjoyable, pleasurable experience. That's smart. You could. I, one thing that, that one thing that just came to mind is maybe you could even invite your friend over who's trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely like a, a huge prep session and and girl girl time. You know, totally. Or you know, like I'll call my mom, I'll call my friends, and and catch up on girl time. And it's also making it mindful and and a meditative state. You don't. <clears throat> excuse me. You don't need to go to a place where it overwhelms you. So start small, meal prep, just the breakfast. And then you suddenly are like, wow, I nailed this. I feel really good. And so the more that you do the small steps, the more rewarding it becomes because you feel like you achieve something. And then you can continue into the next level, next level. And so it it becomes a meditation in everything that you do. My God, the whole time I'm talking to you, I'm just thinking about like throwing some chickpeas in the Vitamix and peeling some carrots. Yeah, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. I feel like that's such amazing motivation to really get it going this coming Sunday because over the weekend, I feel, is a good time to do it. Whatever time works for you is best. Now, there's another, um, there's two more questions I wanted to ask you. 
One, I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and you have 368,000 Instagram <laughs> followers. Now, And I also know that social media detoxing is important to you. How yes. do you do that when this is really like part of your business? It's hard. I, I definitely will admit it is hard. Um, I took a 43-day social and news detox last year, and everyone was really worried about how that would look, would I still make money? And honestly, what came from that was more projects that brought in more income than anything Instagram has ever brought me. It was it was fascinating to see that. Um, I do not sleep with my phone in my bedroom. So my phone is on the charger in another room so that I don't have the opportunity if I can't sleep to you know check my phone. I put my phone on airplane mode at night and I have it go on... Um, night mode at 10 o'clock and it comes off night mode. So I don't get alerts at from 10 till eight little things like that. And I will say I am, I'm still guilty. First thing I do when I get up is I do scroll everything and I check my notifications and, and I I'm trying to get better at that. But my step for myself at the moment is not having my phone in my bedroom. And then another one is if I'm in, in a Uber or a taxi or, you know, I'm going to dinner or I'm even sitting at dinner with friends, my phone goes in my bag and it stays there. Mm -hmm. And I, I do not check my phone when I'm out with friends and I don't check my phone while I'm driving with like if, whether I'm driving or in the car. And it's just these really small things that I found make a massive, massive difference. And so I, I think for anyone that's kind of feeling the pressures as we all do with, with social media is find the one thing that you can do today, whether it's putting your phone on airplane mode at 10 o'clock, or maybe it is, you know, not even bringing your phone to the hair salon, just find one thing and see if you can do that for five days and how it feels. Because once you see the reward, it becomes easier to continue that. When you did your 40 day challenge, how long did it take you to get used to it? Oh gosh, I actually, I meant to only do 30 days and after, and I kept a journal from, from day five, I started losing track of how many days I had been offline. And it, it was truly a fascinating experience because after day five, I, I, I didn't even miss it. Day three, I didn't miss it. The only thing I missed was kind of unmindfully scrolling and and kind of catching up with the world to let my brain go and I don't have TV and so it was what I learned is that I use social media as a way to check out when I'm tired as as we all do we need TV or we need things like of that nature so I I I truly didn't miss it and after 43 days I finally was like all right I guess I have to get back online now but mm -hmm. if I if I could, I would have gone at least another month. What what cracked you? I think just the fact that I, you know, I did at some point need to come back on. I do, I I do make money from Instagram, both from posts and all of that. But sure. it was, it was, and I have companies that I work with, um, and it just it, it felt like the time. You know, after thirty days, I extended it another thirteen days, and and once that hit, it it was like, okay, I guess today's the day. I'll get back on. Um, but I, this summer, I actually plan on taking another, at least, at least three week, if not longer social detox. And I, I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to it. Yeah. Good for you. That sounds really good. It sounds like the, the your brain probably changes shape when you 
step away from social media. It does, and you you actually have more ideas, you have more creativity, and you find that you have so much more time. You you suddenly get all of these extra hours in the day where you're like, whoa, I didn't know I have this much time. And so you become more productive. You sleep better. I mean, when you don't have something attached to you at all times of the day, your entire system in terms of work, mental functions, sleep, everything functions better. Awesome. We are inspired, (laughs) Nikki. I love it. (laughs) So before we let you go, um, you have to tell us what makes you Nikki Sharp mindful mostly. I, I'm really honest with my community about this too. I still drink alcohol and I, I practice meditation as often as I can. And I'd like to say that I do it more often. Um, I, you know, I, I do try to do it every day. Does that happen? No, it, it really honestly doesn't. But my balance is that if I'm going to be going out for drinks, say like last night, of course, I celebrated my book coming out and I had, you know, a few glasses yeah, of wine. Totally. <laughs> then today it becomes, well, I know that I need to nourish my body and give it a little TLC. So I'm going to drink a lot of lemon water, a lot, a lot of you know, just like mindful things. I'm not going to go pound it out on a treadmill to punish myself for, you know, for drinking wine. It's like, no, just show myself a little extra love and care and and eat a little bit maybe healthier than I I would have yesterday. So for me, it's just, it's all a balance and it's never getting mad at yourself for not doing something in the way that you believe you should have. That's right. And, and, and you know, lemon water fixes everything. So. It does. It, apple cider vinegar and lemon water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, congratulations on the new book, Meal Prep Your Way to Weight Loss. Nikki Sharp, thanks so much for coming on the Thank podcast. You. This is lovely. Peelers, graters, and kitchen knives out, ladies. We're going to prep some food. It is time for the Mindful Mostly Mission of the Week, and that is exactly what it is. You are going to set aside a window of time for yourself this week. Two hours, let's say. You're going to get it all done. Because you know what? Two hours might seem like a long time, but when you add up all the time you you spend searching for food or wishing you just had a snack in your purse, that's it. It's all within the two hours and make it enjoyable, like Nikki said. You know what I was thinking? You could like crush an audiobook every time you did your your two hour weekly food prep. You could learn something new. You could listen to a radio documentary. You could go back and listen to one of the 30 episodes of Mindful Mostly that you haven't heard yet. There's so much you could do in that time. Call your mom, call your grandma, call your buddies. Do your, oh, I know. Do your girl gang chat while you're peeling carrots? Come on. That is multitasking. Try it out this week. Let me know how it goes. Give me a shout out on Instagram at Mindful Mostly. I always want to know how your weeks are going. Plus, if you're enjoying the show, please share with your community on Instagram as well. And rate and subscribe on iTunes. Like I said, trying to get to 100 reviews by the end of May. I know it's a lofty goal. But we got to think big, right, ladies? In the meantime, have an awesome week. And I will talk to you next Monday, right here on Mindful Mostly. Mostly.